our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. All right, Flyover family, we're backstage here in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Reawaken America event. And uh, truly speaking, one of my heroes. Our and, heroes. And free speech advocate, Roseanne yes. Barr. Thank, Thank you, you for Roseanne. having me. It's an, it's I watch y'all all the time. Man, that means a lot. I can't believe it because like I said before we started, literally... We've watched you all our life, and so to hear that, it's humbling to hear you say that. So oh, thank that's you. very sweet of you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. I have a question for you about a concern I have for a culture. Everybody has a lot of things with vaccines and this and that, but you know, we've been married 30 years, and it's gotten pretty good. The first five or 10 were pretty crazy because yeah. we loved rough. each other, and we fought like crazy. Everybody had to get in the last word, but we had the ability to laugh. We had the ability, like, when we're poor, donating plasma, no matter what was going on in our life, yeah. We had the ability to make a joke of it, and it would light things up. And we usually, by the time we were going to bed every night, we'd have a good laugh. And there was a pressure release valve for the tension that was in our life. That's why it's so And that's great. what we've had in our culture. But there's an attack on comedy. If we lose the ability to yep. laugh, where does that put us? You've been I in comedy clubs. that's why they hate Trump, because he's so funny. He's very yes. funny. And they don't have any humor, especially about themselves. Which, that's the redeeming thing of why we love our leaders, is that they could laugh at themselves. But these guys, they hate to uh, have any... I mean, I got fired for making fun of, you know, people in the Obama administration. They lack any self-awareness or any humor about themselves at all. And that's, I think, why they just hate Trump, because he's funny. Yeah, it's true. We, we were talking with uh, Jason Scoop earlier, and he does... Trump impersonations and Obama and Bush and others. And we talked about this idea, like when he does it, it's funny. And I've heard President Trump talk about different people that impersonate him. He thinks it's funny, but then you have like an Alec Baldwin who does it from a dark place. Yeah, it's and you not eliminate funny. if it's, it's funny, funny, it's funny, yep. and you can even handle it. But if it if it's not funny, then yeah. it's just mean. Well, you yeah. know, comedy has to come from love. It it's never funny when it comes from hate or punching down. We call it. When you're punching down at people who are less uh, fortunate than you, it's never funny. Yeah, right. And that's what they've got going on now. It's that sneer comedy. Yeah. Like Stephen Colbert, that sneer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just not funny. It's not heartwarming. Comedy is supposed to lift people up, not degrade them. And that's what, you know, they, they have made comedy illegal. Yep. And we can't mock power. But that's what comedy is for, to mock power. And that's why I always say to other comedians, mock, 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 because that's our power. <laughs> We've got to mock them. It's hard when they're so absurd to make a joke about them. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's hard to mock something so absurd. Right. You're yeah. looking for the joke. Where can I get in? This is so ridiculous. There's no joke to be made. But you can find the joke in everything. Yeah. And that's the saving grace of it. That's the God. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in the Psalms, 
my favorite psalm, and I'm blank on the number right now, but it says that God sits on his throne and laughs. Yep. Yeah. And I always use that for my personal strength when I would write jokes. I always write my jokes for God to make God laugh. I don't I don't punch down and I I don't well sometimes I make fun of the way people look if they're real powerful. <laughs> but um, generally I like to make fun of the way people think. Yep. Because we're all under such terrible mind control yep. and they want to separate us from our soul. And they want us not to know how powerful we are right. when we connect to God. Mm -hmm. They hate that. In order joy, to be, I just want to say this real fast, but joy is a weapon. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a weapon, and when they get rid of that, then we lose some power in that. And I think, it, you know, even you when you were on stage, we'll put that below so everybody can hear your speech from today because it was powerful. And the crowd, I mean, they were really into what you were saying, and they felt empowered as well. Yeah. But you did, you made us laugh, and you made us cry. You brought us through this whole spectrum of emotion. And today, when they, when they cut out, joy and laughter we're losing something really important in yeah, our society it's yes our soul. yes that's how our soul expresses itself is through art uh, you know laughter um entertainment we express our 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 deepest soul expression mm. that way yes and so yeah they like to close that down so we'll all just have nothing but fear and that's a thing that the devil feeds on is fear and hate Yep, there, that's his food. Yeah, it's true. We we starve him when we love and feel joy and laugh big. Yep, he starves. Yes, and that's it's our, so good. Man, that's, good. that's our uh, mission here is to starve him of the louche. That's what they call it. Yes, the spirit, the energy of our spirit. They know nothing about the human spirit. No, and that's why they can't touch us. That's why I wanted to speak here today to remind people of that. We've already won because God has already won, but we need to stay connected to that. Yes. We need to just walk over to the wall and plug it in because it is available. We can access our God at any point. Yep. And the crazy thing is that in Torah, it tells us that the devil is the paradigm of our existence here is that the devil is actually the one who brings more people to God than anybody else. Because when a soul is broken, when it's followed the wrong way and mm. it's broken there on the ground, the first thing it does is ask God to help. Yes. Wow. So even he serves God. Yeah. And so we have to remember that he has no power yep. that doesn't come from God. And we have to remember that and not let them talk us into saying he's as powerful as, as God or more powerful even in this in this realm. He's not. No. That is such a great point. God didn't even leave his throne when he kicked Satan out of right. out of heaven. He didn't even he didn't even have to get up. You know, there is no power when there's no when stress there's, on his no, part either. When there's darkness and you turn on a light, there's no fight between the light and the darkness. The darkness flees. And when we walk into a room and we open our mouth and we are bringing God to the equation, Satan has to flee and evil has to flee. And the other thing that scares the hell out of him is when you display empathy to your fellow beings. Yes. He really hates empathy, too, because he don't know what that is. That is so wow. good. In my book that I talked about today, Roseanarchy, I talk about killing the devil. And that's how I kill him is that I 
I display empathy even towards him. Yeah. I wow. go, it must really be hard to be you. And he yeah. goes, what are you doing to me? Wow. And then he just turns to dust and flies away. Wow. Because he can't exist. He can't exist where there's holiness yep. or empathy or any of the attributes of God. He can't. It, he only can exist where there's darkness. Yes, that is such. But the a other thing, point. comedy allows us to do when you laugh, you do, it allows you to build it. Learn. You know, we went to a marriage workshop with a guy named Mark Gunger one time, and he was so funny, and I was laughing, and then I started like, he's actually talking about me. Yeah. I do that, and then it's like, oh, it opened my eyes to something. Now, you have a podcast. Now, I and do, I, and, and I'm I want, so happy with my You can my use podcast. this to help people learn. Yes, I am. I'm doing it. I. I've always had it in the back of my mind, and I always was fighting a fight between was I going to be, uh, you know, in their world telling comedy. I was fighting in their world to bring a wholesome message about family love, and I felt like that was a good place to fight on, yep. on TV where people who don't have money watch TV, mm -hmm. and I wanted to have it free for children like me who watched TV when I was a kid. And to lift people up, not degrade them, I, that was why I did it. And uh, But always in the back of my mind, I <clears throat> and in secret, I always taught the Bible, you know. And, yeah. and then people would be like, we didn't know this side of you, but I was always like, well, they don't mix. Yeah. And, uh, but when, they, when God took me out of there, out of Egypt, I call it, I realized I was free now to do what I've always wanted to do was to talk about how God has filled my life with just unceasing miracles. Yes. Wow. For, I'm 70 years old and it has been started when I was three, but that many years of study and uh, beauty and um, walking with him how great it's been wow even when i was telling dirty jokes <laughs> it was still like i write my jokes to make god laugh because wow. he likes to make fun of corruption yeah, yeah. it's huge so they can, can find your podcast by just going to any podcast platform right and it's roseanne bar yeah it's roseanne bar podcast and it's on youtube for now i don't know but I do talk about God, and I, I give a lot of secrets that people don't know about Torah. Yep. But I feel like that's what God wants me to do now, and I'm happy to do it. I'm joyously doing it. Well, Roseanne, it. thank you for taking time to yes. stop by. Thanks for being here. The crowd loved you. They were chanting that they loved well, you. Well, I love you. You're a beautiful couple. You know what I say when people say they've been married 30 years? Why? <laughs> but God bless you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Guys, we'll put the link down below to her speech and a link to our podcast. Let's subscribe. Let's keep a little more joy and laughter in our country. Roseanne, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, 
and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hi, everybody. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I cannot begin to tell you what a privilege it is for you to have me here th this afternoon. <laughs> uh, you know, I had this thought what I should do is I should dress up like a man and go to the schools and start reading the Bible to the kids. <laughs> you like that? Because the kids, they really need the prayer back in the schools, don't they? They need the prayer back in the schools. Now that everybody's carrying a gun and the teachers are trying to have sex with them, they really need that prayer. That's a joke. You know, I ran for president in 2012 against Obama. I don't know if a lot of you know that. I did. I didn't win, in case you didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, I figured it was time for a woman, you know. It's time for a woman to be on top of this, you know. Because the truth is, anything a man can do, a woman can get another man to do even better. <laughs> well, I... I uh, Honestly, I'm here today. I'm going to come out of the closet to y'all. I never have came out of the closet like this before. But I was talking to my friend uh, Juan O'Savin. Y'all know him. I was talking to him the other day on the phone, and I finally came out of the closet to him, and I told him I was going to do it here too. A lot of people don't know this about me, but... I am a very religious person. Yeah, in fact, I, I hesitate to say this, but I am a rabbi. I am, isn't that weird? I'm not a good one, but, uh, but uh, I, am, I am a rabbi. And, uh, and I'm here to do some spiritual warrior stuff with you guys today. We are going to fight. We are going to fight today, and I'm going to tell you why. Because today is Shabbat. Today is Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. I don't usually work on Shabbat, but uh, I was praying on it, and God said, well, this is not work for you, Roseanne. This is fun. So it's okay. And a lot of people don't know this, uh, but on Shabbat, it's the devil's day off. Because the devil cannot exist on a holy day that's holy to God. There is no devil today. 
And what that means to each and every one of us is that our prayers today, they are going straight up. There is no gravity. There is no gravity. There is no negative force. There is no hatred. There is nothing stopping us. There is nothing stopping our prayer to go straight up to God Almighty himself and rain down on us and make us strong. And this is part of the prayer that I'm saying for you and for me today, that God will imbue us with the emotional strength to stand after we stumble, to endure when the path is unendurable, and to endow us with the power to finish everything we begin, persistence to always follow through, determination to go the distance, and tenacity to complete the most difficult of tasks. May he grant us that today. I also wanted to read you something that means so much to me because when I was working in Hollywood on my show uh, about I uh, started in 1998. I came to Hollywood because as a little girl, age three, um, I wrote about it in one of my books called Rosanarchy. I don't know if y'all read it. But it is a very spiritual book about how I killed Satan in my life. And I would suggest that you go and read that because when I was a little girl, I grew up in an apartment house full of survivors from Nazi Germany that my grandparents sponsored over here from the concentration camps. And they, we had Shabbat dinner every Friday night in my grandmother's house and she had a uh, window seat in her living room where I would get up there and uh, do my Shirley Temple impersonations, which my family told me I was better than Shirley Temple, and I believed them, and uh, you know, I didn't realize they had lied to me until I was about 12, and I was extremely angry. But uh, when those people in the house uh, would laugh at my jokes and applaud for my dancing and all that. They were very happy. And I felt so grateful and touched by God that I could make people laugh and make people happy. And I knew then that that's what I wanted to give my life to, and I did. And, uh, and the rewards for it have just been fantastic. As you know, I accomplished a lot and it was fun. I, I feel that a lot of it was me being in like Daniel in the lion's den as a believer in God in a place where there is no God. And, uh, but you know how Daniel talks about the, the fourth guy that was in there with him. I always had the fourth guy in there with me too. And I always tried, 
I always tried to tell a story about struggling people who still had the greatest gift of all, which was the gift of love for each other no matter what. I wanted to tell that story over the airwaves because I felt it was missing and that made, that is the foundation of the human soul that God created on this planet. Our love for each other and our love for what is right. And um, in my book, Rose Anarchy, I talked about when I was a little girl, I had a very sad childhood and my, uh, you know how little kids have an invisible friend? Well, mine was God. And I, you know, talked to him every day. And I always talked to God. And I felt like God always answered every prayer that I've ever had. And I would accuse God when I was mad at him, too. And I would say, why don't you lift a finger to help suffering people? You could lift a finger and you could get rid of all this suffering, but why don't you do it? And God told me, because I don't have fingers, Roseanne. <laughs> but you do. And I created an opposable thumb on your hand so that your fingers could do a lot of great things in service to your fellow beings. So get busy and stop sitting there and asking me why, why, why. And it's just very personal to me, always. And uh, God will sometimes come and say, Roseanne, I have a job for you to do. And I'm like, oh my God. Can't you get somebody else? It never works out good for me when you tell me to do something. Can't, can't get somebody they want to hear it from. He's like, no, it has to be you, Roseanne. I'm like, well, you know I'll do it. So he's like, well, I want you to do it, Roseanne. I want you to go and tell people that I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And that, that's what he wants me to tell y'all, and I, I know you feel it, because these people, they want to shame our God. They, they just get a big thrill out of it every day, shaming us for believing in him, for calling on his name, for having faith in him, for trying to share that faith to help our fellow human beings, to help our children, to keep our country safe to keep our country the country we believe in fought and died for they want to shame that they want to shame god himself in front of our children to tell them that god made them be born in the wrong body this we cannot let go on we cannot let this go on and the good news is that we will not let it go on we don't just want it. We don't just want it to stop. We have the ability to make it stop. And we will make it stop starting here today, right now.
That's why I came here, because I knew that this was in everybody else's heart as well, because I watch everybody, I hear what everybody's saying. My kids are mad at me because I sleep with my computer on, you know, I just am on the computer following patriots. And the great sacrifice that they're making for everyone, everybody who has a voice, speaking out, calling upon God, accessing the energy and the intelligence of our creator to make this happen. And we have that ability to access the love and the intelligence and the power of our creator. We have the ability to arouse the power and the mercy of our creator to come and help us. That is our power here on earth. We have that. We were inborn with it. And don't let them lie to you and tell you you are not connected and you don't have that power because you do. You have it in your heart, you have it in your brain, you have it in your liver, you have it in all your organs, you have it in your skin. In fact, the Torah tells us that God's greatest gift to us is our skin and that this is one way we know that God is speaking to us. When the hair on your body stands after you hear something holy, that is God showing you that words change matter. Words affect matter right in your own body. And I have nothing but just the greatest respect and love for you to be here with me today. You have given me so much strength after they tried to lay me low. They tried to lay me low. They killed my character and my character. They tried to lay me low and for a while I, I just felt like I was not going to make it. But then God came in, of course, like he always does, and wrapped me in his beautiful soft wings. And he kept me alive. And you know how he kept me alive? I was at my mom's house when they were calling me a racist, which is so horrible because my whole life I've campaigned for justice and for equality and I put myself on the line for those things. My whole life after being raised with Holocaust survivors, I could do nothing else. But that's where they got me in my Achilles heel. And I was at my mother's house and I was so afraid. And the knocks came on my mother's door and I was like, oh my God, they're coming for me. They hate, they, they're going to tell me I'm a racist. And they came to my mother's door and my boyfriend answered it because we were afraid. And on the porch were people of all colors in Salt Lake City, Utah. And they said, <laughs> and they said, tell Roseanne that we love her.
I love you. Woo. And I realized right then, I realized, I went right back. Do you know how they say it's biblical? It was so biblical because I realized right then that God, he had taken me out of Egypt. He had taken me out of a place where my soul was fighting every day because you don't know what it's like to sit up in a writer's room with 15 libtards. You don't know what that's like. Talk about Daniel's dent, the lion's dent. And he had taken me out of Egypt, and I did wander in the desert for a while, wondering what, uh, what I was going to do. Now they stole everything I had. And then I realized that God had led me to the promised land of pure, creative freedom, where I can say what I want, and I can talk about God all the time, and that's all I've ever wanted to do, is just talk about God and His mercy and His beauty and His intelligence and His love for us and how we need to access that for our love for each other because that will be our weapon and the joy And the joy we feel in serving our God is our weapon that Satan can't do nothing about. He cannot touch our joy. The Torah says those who run in joy to serve God are the weapon against evil. We run in joy to serve the love and the intelligence of God. And for those of you who are Christians, Please sign up for my podcast where I am beginning to talk about the Jewish Jesus. That's what... That's what God has wanted me to do my whole life. But as I told Juan O'Saban, I'm so afraid to do it because everybody's going to be so mad at me. I thank you for not being mad at me because there's so much about Jesus that people don't know and I've studied it my whole life and I feel like it's time for the heavens to open and people to receive. People to receive the truth about Jesus. They've hidden it from us for 2,000 years. They've hidden it from us for 2,000 years. But as Jesus said, it's a mustard seed. It's like a mustard seed. And we will access it and none, no weapon formed against us shall have dominion. It shall not proffer. on earth as it is in heaven! That's our task, to lift this place from the hell they've created for our children. The hell that the children of this earth have been forced to live in underneath our feet. We're going to stop it. We have the ability. We have the way, and that is 
our group prayer where we access the intelligence and the mighty might of our Creator together. I pray that all those people who have power in that world, that God will touch what's left of their souls, if they have any, that God will touch what vestigial soul they have, and he will awaken them and return them to the human beings. That God will alight a spark in their dark soul and bring them back to him. I ask you to pray with me. I ask you to pray with me in Jesus' name for that. They can't touch us. I want to read you this song, this poem that I used to listen to every day when they was trying to take my show away 20 years ago. You know, they did that and they finally won. Whatever. They can't make it good, though. They don't have any soul. They don't understand about how a mother loves her family. Disney always kills the mother, did you notice that? From Bambi to me, they got to get rid of the mom. The mothers of this country is like, the mothers of this country have got to get busy. Got to get busy. And the fathers of this country you got to get busy too, and you won't like what I'm going to tell you right now, but a lot of you got to tell your women to sit down and shut up. I thought I'd hear many more applause on that one. But some of these women, you know, they need their husband to say, honey, I appreciate it, but you got to sit down and shut up now. Because they got all the women under mind control. I don't know. They got us on too many pills. That's one thing. We don't know whether we're coming or going. Of course, they got all the men on the Viagra. That's a tool of the devil. I'll tell you what. They're trying to destroy our happy homes with that Viagra. That's what they're trying to do, ladies. They got all the men all jacked up on this Viagra. At the same time, their old wife just wants to watch her kill your husband shows in peace. They are trying to destroy our happy homes. Here's this poem. I want you to hear it because this filled up my soul every day. I used to listen to it about 95 times every day before I went to work, and I thought, well, I think these people will like it, because Mel told us who they are, which was great. It's great that she told us the people who own every cent in this world and keep track of it. But I want to talk about who we are, and that's what this poem tells us. Okay, I hope I do it justice. It's called, People Have the Power. I was dreaming in my dreaming of an aspect bright and fair, and my sleeping 
it was broken, but my dream, it lingered near in the form of shining valleys where the pure air recognized and my senses newly opened, I awakened to the cry that the people have the power to redeem the work of fools from the meek, the graces shower. It's decreed the people rule. People have the power. People have the power. People have the power. People have the power. Vengeful aspects became suspect and bending low as if to hear. And the armies ceased advancing because the people had their ear. And the shepherds and the soldiers laid together among the stars, exchanging visions, laying arms to waste in the dust. In the form of shining valleys where the pure air recognized and my senses newly opened, I awakened to the cry. People have the power. People have the power. People have the power. People have the power. Where there were deserts, I saw fountains. Like cream, the waters rise. And we strolled there together with none to laugh or criticize. And the leopard and the lamb lay together, truly bound. I was hoping in my hoping to recall what I had found. I was dreaming in my dreaming, God knows a pure view. As I lay down into my sleeping, I commit my dream to you. People have the power. People have the power. The power to dream, to rule to wrestle the earth from fools. It's decreed that people rule. It's decreed that people rule. I believe everything we dream can come to pass through our union. We can turn the world around. We can turn the earth's revolution. We have the power. We have the power. People have the power, the power to dream, to rule, to wrestle the earth from fools. It's decreed from God, the people rule. It's decreed, the people rule. God, please help America. God, please bless America. God, please unite us through all of our separations that they send on the TV 24-7, through race, class, everything. They're trying to kill us, people. They attacked Hawaii. They're trying to kill the working people. God, please, please come to our defense. 
Let us develop the eyes to see what you're doing on our behalf. Let us develop the eyes to see the miracles you make for us every day. I humbly ask you with everyone here, God, let us see what you do to save this great nation. Amen. Trump's mugshot, was that fierce? Wasn't that fierce, his mugshot? He's like staring down the devil. We all should stare him down too because he's afraid when we're happy and we're loving and we're in joy. Scare the hell out of that SOB. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Love you so much. Founding Fathers, evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. You wow. Could buy the, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.